My agent called, he said he got some interest in my script I'm glad I didn't tell him that I never finished it I got my cast of characters and outline for the plot I even got a famous classic case of writer's block Get it out of my head 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 Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Welcome to On the Page. This is the podcast that answers all of your questions about the craft and business of screenwriting. My name is Pilar Alessandra, and I'm the instructor and script consultant here at On the Page. Joining me as producer, sharing my cold, is my husband, Pat Francis. How are you? I'm good, but I'm going to talk uh, minimally today because I don't want that husky cough to come to overtake the, the podcast. That wouldn't be good. <laughs> the, the husky voice is working, yeah. though. The cough that moved I moved to the couch last night for fear that I was keeping you up. If Oh, that's a good husband. Yeah. That is a nice husband. And if that's the story that you want to tell, you go. That's all right. Um, we have fabulous guests here. We have Melissa Rausch and Winston Rausch. Hello. Hello. Wait. Hi. I, had to, I forgot to check pronunciation. That was perfect. That was per- it really good, Rausch. I didn't know if there was that some was kind of like... very good. Early German way of saying it. Rausch. No, that um, was perfect. Um, and really we impressive. forgot to ask them if they wanted water. Oh, yeah. You know what? Fortunately, we have somebody in the studio who's taking pictures. Hi, Ryan. Another Ryan. He's a a fan of the podcast, and he's taking some pictures today, and he is going to run to get you guys water. There you go. Thank you. Go. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like he's bringing over like seven of them. I know. It's he's coming really straight good. off a mountain right he's now. He's going to make it in this town. <laughs> I can just tell. I like it. Thank, thank you, Ryan. No, no, thank you. Oh, he's going to open it. That's so nice. Uh, thank Wait, you. does Pat get it? Could you actually I, I, bottle it? Eat it to me? <laughs> yeah, just pour it directly into her mouth. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be nursed like a baby lamb throughout this whole podcast. <laughs> We've got, let, let me just tell you, in case you don't know who Melissa Roush is, she is best known for her role of Bernadette on The Big Bang Theory. And uh, um, also she is joined by her writing partner husband, Winston Roush. Together they collaborated on, uh, well, most recently, their upcoming feature film, The Bronze, um, which Melissa starred in, co-wrote, and the two of you executive produced. And it was the official opening night film of the 2015 Sundance Film Festival. And it's going to be released in October. Ah, we are oh very excited. God. So excited. Oh, my Lord. So there's other things to talk about, but I'd love to start with that. Sure. What's going on with the film? Um, well, it was a definite labor of love that we're just so, so happy um, that it's going to be shared um, with the world in the fall. Um, it started just as an idea, um, actually that Winston had, um, and then we brainstormed it together and wrote the script and, um, we shot it last summer in Ohio and, um, and then went to Sundance, um, in January and we're just, we're so excited that it's, um, it's coming to actually a, a place where we can share it with people. This seemed to happen pretty quickly. Um, you, you know, when you decided, I'm going to make this, how, what, what budget did you decide on? How did you get this all together so quickly? How did you actually make this thing? <laughs> well, it was, uh, the budget was a moving target for quite a while. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's interesting because you start learning a lot about, you know, 
what what translates to international sales and that kind of thing and how uh, dramas versus comedies are perceived and um, for some reason comedies like are perceived to uh, potentially generate less revenue internationally even though they do well here so we um, that budget was kind of like well okay guys we we need to stage some pretty large theatrical gymnastics events here and we're in, in our particular movie so um, it required some budget and fortunately uh, Sony came on board to finance this uh, as an independent movie and um, we were thrilled with that um, and, and this time last year they sent us to Ohio to start shooting it and we shot the entire thing over uh, 22 days I want to mm-hmm. say in total and then I think we did two pickup days and so it was a very very fast. When shoot. our director got on the plane to go to Ohio, we had the budget for 24 days. By the time he landed, we had the budget for 22 days. <laughs> so we ended up condensing the shoot, and we had to do, like Winston just said, I mean, part of those 22 days were, I think, three or four days of massive gymnastic theatrics. Um, so that was, it was a beast, and it was very, very guerrilla style, and it was, but I've, we were both just in heaven the entire time. It was such a wonderful, wonderful experience. So when we're talking about gymnastics, we actually mean this literally. Tell everybody what the, what the bronze um, is about. Yes. So the, um, the movie The Bronze is about a, um, a former bronze medal winning gymnast, Hope Ann Gregory, who at 16 um, won the bronze in a very um, triumphant moment. And now it's years later, and she hasn't done anything with her life since. She's been living in her dad's basement, and she's become very bitter and angry. And um, she's stuck. And um, that's, uh, that's where we meet her. And then we find out that um, her coach, um, her, who has recently died, writes her a letter saying that um, if she trains this new young gymnast in town, she will receive this inheritance. Um, and that starts her on her journey. Were you a, were you a gymnast? I wasn't. I it would have things would have been a lot easier if if I was. Um, the only thing that I have in common with gymnast is a is the height. But otherwise, we had amazing stunt doubles, and um, we really we lucked out with the the girl who plays young Hope Gregory and um, and the gymnast that we had come in um, and our gymnastics coordinator, um, this woman Christina Basket, who is unbelievable and also an amazing stunt coordinator so if anyone's looking for someone i cannot i highly recommend her more (laughs) Mm -hmm. so so it's you know you're lucky enough to to get sony behind you Mm -hmm. but that doesn't always translate to opening day at sundance so how did that happen (laughs) um i we're very lucky that 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 sounds very douchey to say this but we were we were in italy on the streets of italy taking like when we got the news that that was something that was even possible and I think we were just we were like screaming and and, and people like, were just walking by like oh, Americans yeah, like, <laughs> so loud and demonstrative exactly. we were we were overjoyed because it was really I mean we when we started sending out the script um, it was about two years ago now right about two years ago yeah. Um, we we met with a bunch of different producers, and we were really looking for someone who shared the same vision as us. And then also, it was a very big challenge because we wanted me to star in it. We wrote it specifically for me, 
and I don't have a track record as for carrying a film or opening a film. Um, there's no box office that we could point to for me. So um, we were really looking for a producer who would believe in it with me in the lead role. The, some of the first feedback we got was, we love this script, we'll do it, but we want to put a bigger star in the role. Um, so that was hard and yeah. I was very, you know, it was, we've written things in the past where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm fine handing that off, but this was very much our baby. And it was one of those scripts where I think both of us would have been miserable if we did hand it off. And I'm very grateful that Winston was with me on that. And it has a certain kind of marriage. humor that only, uh, it, it has to come out of the right mouth. Oh, like if it you. doesn't, if, if somebody softens it in some kind of way forget it but if somebody also goes like too crass with it eh, you know it Thanks. needs exactly the right balance so thank i think you. that you were right to fight for oh, that thank you and we were really lucky that the duplass brothers got involved um and stephanie langoff their producer specifically was so incredible um in shepherding um our project believing in melissa uh and, and as the star of this project and um you know, she, we call her our fairy god sister. She really made the movie happen. She was incredible and just fought for it. And made. We, we also had, which was very helpful, we knew we wanted to shoot it on my hiatus from Big Bang last summer. So we had a deadline, and she just raced to that, that finish line with us. And, um, and then we got the director on board, Brian Buckley, who is... A, he's an absolute genius and I'm very excited for people to see his work um, he came on very I guess a couple months after that and so the four of us really myself Winston Stephanie and Brian just kind of were this little family that were just foraging through trying to make it now was there anything happen. you had to fight for in this in this script because I mean there's a particularly gymnastic uh, yeah. sex scene in this uh, and uh, I was just wondering are, are, were there, was there anything that you you know we you know? really lucked out I think that's the beauty of doing things independently is you really have the freedom to, to make the movie that you want to make and Sony you know even though they, they financed it um, initially they, they were just wonderful with letting us make the movie that, that we had set out to make right? yeah and I, I also want to just um, just say you know from the the writing process standpoint, um, you know, one of the most valuable tools for us was was the Coffee Break screenwriter oh! book uh-huh. uh, because it was. Uh, I actually was a Coffee Break screenwriter. I'm now a full time screen screenwriter, but I was at that at that particular time um, working a full time uh, marketing job. And I um, and, and what I loved about the book is that not to disparage uh, other you know, screenwriting books, but it got very confusing. Um, I think the, the approach of, of some other guides that we were using, and this was very easy to digest in, in smaller increments and to work from, and it had really actionable kind of templates and thoughts about how to structure it. And so much of screenplay execution is, is, is structural, and the structure of that uh, Coffee Break screenwriter book is, is fantastic. And, and we... We, uh, really, and we really did because we were meeting up with, with our respective schedules when he was working that full-time job or I was working. We, we did have just limited amounts of time um, at certain points to get together and, and break these ideas. So it was very helpful in the beginning stages to use all those exercises. And then 
then we didn't once we did all that and the outlining on these breaks we didn't end up leaving the house for i think like three months when we were actually writing it we, that was that's a, the chapter that i left out which is and then don't leave the house exactly. for three months <laughs> yeah right. that's yeah that's right. in there that's the addendum to the book we were we were just so excited because you had given us such great guidelines to follow as we were writing it that once we had that the actual plugging in the dialogue ended up just being so fun that we it was the only thing we wanted to do cool mm-hmm. that's so cool i love that yeah and we created a we created a little binder for the bronze that was was coffee break screenwriter <laughs> templates that yeah. was All the had bought bought a nice amount of uh, dividers from uh, Staples and <laughs> made that <laughs> made that one real that's so cute You're red white and blue right we, yeah red white and blue well that makes sense mm-hmm. right <laughs> it was mm-hmm. it's a very patriotic film yeah <laughs> we do that for all our scripts we have the coffee break screenwriter like all the the worksheets and we make up a binder with whatever script we're writing we do a printout on the cover with like a an inspirational Aww. board that uh we have so we have all our binders well our you know closet. i'm working on the second edition oh and uh that's going to be out in spring and my my deadline for it is uh september 8th so i better like oh you wow. know get to it and um maybe what i'll do is i'll send you guys some of the new material and see if it if it tests that for you that's fantastic. great okay yes. and i'll just say test it out on winston and melissa Rash. All right. <laughs> guinea pigs for <laughs> coffee great. Right. we'd love that we'd love that now in the you know there's there's you know, the, the planning of writing, there's the writing, and then there is the making of the film. So as executive producers of this film, as you were making it and facing certain challenges for production, like like your days getting shorter and things like that, how did you have to fix the script at any point? Or did, this, did, you, did seeing it in action sort of teach you something about, about writing where you were like, oh, we didn't need this, or... Let's yeah. add that. There was a lot of that. I mean, even just like logistics with um, one of the scenes was originally in um, a drive-in movie theater. And I think it was, what, two weeks before we were, I mean, we were in pre-production at that point in Ohio and we realized that it just, just budget-wise, it wasn't going to work and logistically it wasn't going to work. And so we rewrote that to be the inside of a, of a mall at night. And it, it ended up being one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Which was an existing location, you know, that we had. And you have to make existing locations work as, like, you know, five times over an independent film. So <laughs> Yeah, I would imagine hard to find a drive-in, easy to find a mall. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Easier. And it's, it's really, it's a super special scene, and it looks beautiful just cinematically. And I'm trying to think if there was other um, things that we Well, you just get so acquainted with Final Draft and the things that, production needs on a logistic level it was funny because i didn't understand any of that you know going in i was like we used final draft but then all of a sudden it was like can we get the uh the golden can we get the golden i i would choose i would choose a draft based on what color i thought the ink would show up well on (laughs) not realizing there's a very specific order that these guys want things in so i was like i gave you cherry they're like what how did you get to cherry that's like three ahead of goldenrod don't don't just choose that and i was like well it's not going to print so well on blue so it was a it was a very humbling experience, and then you know you you were re- we were rewriting on the spot like that happened a lot, and then you know you just find in editing that you overwrite certain acts and you got to cut things down because people can only handle you know 
they can only handle so much story and so things have to be cut down yeah and some things we were realizing that for script purposes while we were trying to get it to producers and directors was important but there's so much that could also be told visually so once we saw like actually we could just show that we don't need to we don't need dialogue there or there was a few things where we realized like around (coughs) around um around town there was some the town that we shot in looked like a back lot which was amazing because we were it was such a character in the movie this super small town in ohio so once we saw little places or things at the mall that we wanted to use we were able to write that in but it was definitely i mean we were working some really long hours and then some nights we were coming home and working on rewrites and so it was very it was very intense we actually had separate rooms in the hotel that that was motel that we were staying at it was very bare bones living and the bed the bedrooms weren't big enough for the both of us there was like twin beds in each room so we were I'm really glad you qualified that because it sounds like a broader statement on it so thank you for explaining we just had a bad live with him for a I had to exactly right exactly. this is a podcast like, but i'm six feet tall so i don't i sprawl and i uh I, and kicks I, me off beds i would kick her off a of bed yeah on, i have to on, say you guys do make a really cute couple <laughs> thank, you. thank you yeah thank, thank you, you. you could he, like just, you carry <laughs> melissa around in your pocket maybe <laughs> I, could, the day. I could yeah, he should more speaking of very very cute pictures i so i was doing some googling and uh and i found a picture of you guys from when you guys had both worked on the miseducation of Jenna Bush, oh. um, and that won outstanding solo show and the audience favorite award in the New York International Fringe Festival. It was at the HBO US Comedy Arts Festival in Aspen. It was at the Coronet Theater in LA. It really, really made a splash. That was in two thousand and five, right? Mm-hmm. So that was ten years ago, and I saw a picture of the two of you, and you are adorable. You're <laughs> ten years old. It's like crazy how young you guys are. It's so funny. It's so cute. You have to find this picture because it's just so sweet. So is that how you guys, did you meet writing this? Or is that like how you Um, fell in love was writing this? Or were you already married? We were, we were already dating. We met freshman year of college and we were just friends all throughout college. And we got together right before we graduated. We were writing partners. We would get together and write sketches. And um, I was doing stand up at the time. And Winston would sometimes come watch me do stand up. And then we'd go right after, um, and yeah, it was mainly sketches that we were writing at the time. And then um, we got together. And then after graduation, we were look similarly to how we were looking to write a movie for myself to to transition into the the film industry. Now that was really to get me out of waiting tables at the time. So we were writing a one woman show for myself. Then um, it was originally just kind of a story about that year when you're right out of college, looking for your first job and just trying to find yourself and you're almost an an adult and um we realized halfway through that it was very self-righteous and boring and then we saw jenna bush speaking at the republican convention and she had this moment which i I just want let me just point something out like it's not like we sit at home and watch the republican convention on on a (laughs) traditional annual basis it's it's it was more like it was on and we happened to catch this very special moment in the broadcast. Yeah. That, so. Thank you for qualifying that, actually. <laughs> so we were watching it, and Jenna had this uh, this moment where, you know, she clearly had this script written for her, and her and her sister were making jokes. And at one point, she turned to her sister, not realizing she was miked, and said, <laughs> they are loving us. <laughs> and we, we... Oh, my God. I mean, it was... I don't know. It was before TiVo, but we, we were like, 
un- we couldn't believe like Google it. this girl immediately. <laughs> and then we just, you know, it was around the time that she was kind of a party girl. She's reformed herself now and is, you know, just a fantastic TV host. But at the time, it was like party girl stage. And so we kind of combined the ideas for the show because I was about the same age as her. And so it was her drunk the night before she was teaching her first day of school and trying to become an adult in one night. And we like just explored the presidency through her eyes. Um, and we so had like a waiting for uh, Guffman kind of thing where we would leave a seat always empty and reserved for her. We were hoping <laughs> that she would see it and we were hoping we would get some kind of confirmation from the White House that they were aware of the show. Oh, um, we did what not... if it was negative confirmation? Yeah, like, like well, cease we, and desist it, kind of That's stuff. exactly what we got. We got negative confirmation <laughs> years and years later that it was on their radar. They were aware of it and they were very protective of the daughters. And, and they did so, send and someone to They did send one, someone to check <gasps> yeah, it out, which, yeah. which, by the way, not subtly. Like, they sent a guy who was wearing a trench coat who was... Pretending, he said he he said I uh, I said well, I'm sorry. This is a closed rehearsal because we only got like one rehearsal for the Fringe Festival where you could actually get the show up on its feet, and it was very important that we had privacy. And this person was in there strangely in the back wearing a trench coat, and we said, "Hey, I'm sorry. Well, I this is a closed rehearsal. I'm just not sure how you got in or why you're here." And he's like, "I, I am uh, teaching myself how to write a play and it was like a very bad undecided <laughs> accent and uh, I knew something was weird and apparently that's what that was oh but they only God. saw like five minutes of it so I don't know what they were supposed to do with that we're on a list it's, someone's listening to this podcast and we're going to be shut down well at least somebody's listening to this podcast <laughs> that's the good news so so okay so, you, so you've always been collaborating with your writing you mm-hmm. also made um, a short a short film mm-hmm. somewhere in that um, yes. and, and that was the condom killer. Yes, mm-hmm. this is a. That was like shortly after we moved to LA, and it was the first we had wrote and produced like a few short videos, like music videos and stuff. But that was the first time that we just undertook shooting a, a full short. It was a film noir comedic satire um, about a guy who's obsessed with keeping everybody safe <laughs> at any cost. And um, we, I just, I, I think like there. It just started with the idea of this radio announcer saying, you know, uh, the condom killer, he's safe, but nobody's safe around him. <laughs> and so we're like, we can build a short on that. that is, mm-hmm. That's a guy whose mom got burned by a VD and who he's got, he's got to protect the world from unprotected sex. And, was, and so he kills people after they, they have unprotected sex and leaves a condom on them oh as his signature. I mean, very it few very people dark. have seen it, but it was pretty, it, it was, was very fun to shoot. It was very fun to shoot. And we had, and we some, just did it with all our friends out here, actor friends. And, um, it was really fun. We shot in a couple days and, um, yeah, it was at LA film, Fest, Hollywood film festival. Do you think, do you think, Actually, writing a sh- and developing a short gives you confidence, so that you know here you are on a future film set, you know, with with some money by a major studio. Did you feel more confident because you had done that that little short with no, your friends? No, I don't think so. <laughs> did, did, did you? I, I think nothing could prepare us. We were like, yeah, we 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 nothing prepared us. We we've been so used to doing everything ourselves and you know whether it's a short or videos or anything we've done has always just been so bare bones the show we did it's just like us grassroots and so on the way to Ohio we have this moment in the movie where like she needs this like stuffed animal and I had also like Amazon props and shipped it to Ohio before we got there at the airport I'm buying a stuffed animal and so we get there and they're like oh and we're like oh we have all these props 
and they had already been in pre-production for about like a week at this middle school in Ohio. And they're like, oh yeah, the props room is over there. So I'm thinking, okay, well, this will be the first props that we're putting down. And they had this entire back room of this school devoted to props and all these people who were like working their asses off on these, like already making every bit of like set design that we needed. And we were so blown away by it that we were like still coming with our own handmade props and we actually had a crew of people so we were so unprepared we didn't even realize the magnitude of what what kind of crew we had until we got there did you ever have a moment though where you're like yay yeah <laughs> we did at the, at the production office when we got there on our first day there was they're like oh your offices are over there and there was a sign on the door that said our names and and it said writers co i mean granted and- it was a it was a kindergartner's class room and we sat at like little kids desks but it, it was felt great office. because it was our office it was our it was our room and there was like 20 other rooms taken over working on our movie which was just um it was unbelievable yeah i don't think we ever got over that we had a crew that was there for the movie week that we wrote it still every day we just were so i don't think we ever walked around with without having huge smiles on our faces. It was such a dream. So, you know, I think what's inspiring about this, too, is you are on, arguably, the most successful uh, sitcom <laughs> that, that's around right now. I mean, Big Bang Theory is huge. Oh, when I teach uh, in other countries, I can count on at least finding one Starbucks and the Big Bang Theory being <laughs> so on. Funny. It's on in Poland. It's on in China. Trust me, everywhere I go, Crazy. there's the Big Bang Theory. And yet, this is where you were like, you know, wow, can you believe this is happening? So it's sort of a, a completely different experience, it, right? Being an actor, you know, and in something that somebody else has written and being an actor in something that you've written. For sure. I mean, I think like, I mean, and don't get me wrong, every night when I come out for a bow on Big Bang, like, I need to get it together. Like, I cry every, every Tuesday night is our taping. And every time I have to go back to the makeup room because it's, it's such a dream. That's such a dream in itself. And um, it's, it's amazing. And I, ever since I was little, I was obsessed with TV and had always wanted to do something like that. So, so there too, I feel just overwhelmed with joy. This is, it, it is a different feeling though with this, as you said, cause it's something that was our baby that we created on our own. And it was, and it's really the, the first thing of ours that got done. There's, you know, stuff of ours that's been sitting on shelves. So we were just so, so excited. Now, I can't have you on this show without asking about the Big Bang Theory. Will sure. you forgive me for, for a little bit? No. Um, so so uh, being on this show, and I think the writing on it is so good. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so good. So can you tell me a little bit about what that process is like as far as any kind of collaboration, like let's say between actors and the writers, or how the show develops uh does the writing change i'm asking you 20 questions no no um i totally agree with you i think the writing on the show is phenomenal and our writers and producers are i just think they're geniuses at what they do um there's no collaboration between the actors and the writers it's it, it is very separate um and you don't you know i've worked on other shows where you know you're you can improvise or and this show i just think there's such a musicality to how they write and there's such a rhythm to it that you don't want to mess with it because I feel like if you if you do it's like messing up a beautiful concerto that someone else wrote um, and the writers I mean they are some of the hardest working people in this business and um, 
they're they're hilarious and they're wonderful people. But they on our tape nights, it's fascinating to watch them work because it is it, you're watching athletes like they because it's in front of a live audience, which is just such a wonderful way to do TV, even though it's you know not as popular as it used to be. You're getting essentially a focus group there for you to see what works and what doesn't. We're very lucky that our audiences are. They're so excited and the the energy in there is like electric on tape night. Um, But um, it's interesting to see because because the audience knows these characters so well. What's really cool is whereas, you know, even though it's kind of like doing a play that's filmed in a play, the audience doesn't know the characters before they're sitting in the audience. And with a multi-camera sitcom that's been on the air, they're already coming in knowing the characters, having affection for the characters. So um, I remember early on, um, I had my character was saying something that was like a little too mean to Howard, uh-huh. and you felt it from the audience. And so they they tweaked it on tape night, and um, because they they don't like when the characters are mean to each other because there's such an affection for them. Um, but the writers are amazing. They will they'll never just if the laugh is good. They won't take it. They'll write write another joke to make sure that the laugh is like off the charts, huge explosive laugh. That um, must teach you so much as a writer. It too. does. It really does. Like, and I feel like it's it might be hard for me to work with because <laughs> because of it. Because when we're writing, if we're thinking of a joke, I'm like we could do better, we could do better. And <laughs> I mean, Winston's like that way. Regardless, we're always kind of seeing how far we can push it. Um, but it helped on, us on set because Winston Winston comes to every single tape night of our every show. Every single tape he, night. I don't think he's missed well, one. I love it. Yeah? I absolutely love it. And I love reading the Big Bang scripts, which I'm very lucky to read before most people get to see them because... He runs lines you know, with me. She's in my house, so <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. Um, and it's great. And they're, they're really amazing pieces of writing as, as standalone items every time and and it really, when There's we were 24 on, of them a year, right? Yeah, yeah, so. which is incredible. And we were, when we were on set together, um, we kind of used that model, which, you know, I'm sure people do on set all the time. But when, even though we didn't have an audience, you kind of feel on set when a joke is working or not. And so when we were shooting the movie, there was a lot of, like, on, when we had time, we'd meet up in between a take and be like, I think we could try a different joke. I think we could push this harder or... So when we had time, we would we would write new variations, and that was I'm very grateful that I had that that experience on the show to see them do that and implement it there. When I, I'm teaching t- TV right now, um, oh. finally, and and oh, cool. I, I'm loving teaching TV, um, but I use the Big Bang Theory as oh, wow. pre- pretty much every example because again, like I just taught it in China. You know what was the big American show that they knew? The Big Bang That's Theory. So interesting. Yeah, and there was actually like they there was already Chinese translated versions of it that I could use. Wow. So I still, well, I should, probably shouldn't say, but I'm going to say, I, I still show some of those clips here. So I'm always like, pardon the Chinese translation. <laughs> you know, I'm going <laughs> to show so you funny. the big right there. Yeah, because, you know, it's a, it's a great show. It's, mm-hmm. it, the structure of it is so, you know, it, it really knows itself so well. Yeah. The characters' voices are terrific. I love how they keep playing with the relationships. It's really fun. Thanks. Yeah, they're great. I, I'm so, I feel so fortunate to be a part of it. Cool. Thanks. I'm just, I'm just like, okay, I'm, I promise not to fangirl out. No, no. I'm good now. I'm I do good. have one question. Yeah. Speaking um, of fangirls. When, <laughs> how dare you. Um, when you, when you uh, write something uh, yourself, 
then you, you, you must really be ready to act that out because you know that character inside and out. Is that true? Yeah, for sure. I, I was so excited to, to bring Hope Gregory to life in, in the bronze. And I, because there was so, I mean, I'm in every single scene of the movie and I knew I'd be also working on the producer and writer side. So it was, a, I did a lot of preparation going into it. I worked with a dialect coach because I was doing an Ohio accent in it. And I wanted to make sure that like I knew every, because we really wanted to stick to the script very, very specifically. We had put so much work into it and, and we didn't really have time to, to go off of it. Occasionally we would be able to do a take where we would make it a little looser, but we were very clear that we wanted like really to stick to what we wrote. So when I went into it, I, I had worked really hard on making, because even when you write it, you know it, but it's not totally in your mind as, as if you're studying it. So I went into to it making sure like I knew all of it and then I could just forget about it. And we would run lines a lot the night before when, I, when we knew it was up the next day. But I was, um, I was so excited. And I was also, when, whenever I'm approaching a character, I always feel like I need like a way into it, like whether it be a, phys- a physical thing or a voice thing. Um, so that was very big for me as we were writing it, that I wanted to make sure that we were very distinctly writing her voice so that way when I played it, it was very much uh, a whole character. Also a good note for writers, I think in general, to for, if they want their stuff to be actor-friendly yeah. is to make sure and give them that, you know, imprint that character in some kind of way that an actor can lock onto. Like it's you true. said, some, something physical or probably even something emotional where you go, ah, that's it. That's mm-hmm. your thing, right? Yes. yes. Uh, so what's next? What, what's the next project for you guys? Um, well, we, we have um, a project that we're, we're keeping uh, super top secret in the feature space right now, but we have another one that, that is, is a feature that's done. That we're, it's, like a, it's like a reboot of uh, Troop Beverly Hills, but a raunchier older grown-up version. Like so. True Beverly Hills meets Bridesmaids. <laughs> yes. And it's about a bunch of girls who were the best Girl Scout troop ever when they were 12 years old and they reunite in their 30s after only having communicated to each other on social media and they get together realize that all their lives have gone to hell and they reform the troop to fix each other's lives. Great. Yeah. Great. And it's, it's not in a... It's, it's very much its own story but that's just the best reference point I can offer that, mm-hmm. you know, that that original troop Beverly Hills, which was a wonderful movie. And you guys are going to make this one like, yourself again? Um, we're not sure that one we have it set up with the producer and we're, um, it's a, that one's definitely a bigger budget. So we're thinking we might bring on the millions. Exactly. Right. That's what we're so saying. Bring it in. Exactly. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Ohio was nice, but you know, yeah. right. And this is also a vehicle for you. Um, I would be one of the girls okay. in it. There's, it's five girls in it. Um, so there's, there's parts for a lot of fun comedic actresses in that. And, um, but we love, I, you know, in this business, it's so control is something with anything, whether you're a writer or an actor, that there's just not a lot of. So we've always felt that the writing for me as an actor is something that it, it makes you feel like you have some semblance of, okay, well, at least I know that this is something that we're working towards and could be the next thing that I, that I work on. Very cool, guys. I can't wait to see it. Thank you. I can't wait to see the bronze. The bronze is coming out in October. Will it, do you know sort of what kind of release it's going to have? Or is this, we're it's still little, feeling that out right yeah, now? Yeah, still feeling it out. But it's, um, we know that October 16th is the release date. And um, it should be out in like 
a pretty decent theatrical release. Yeah, and they're and they're working on the trailer now, which we're really excited about. And we've seen some mock-ups of the posters and everything, and it's just it's so exciting. This is really just exciting stuff at, at this point, you know. Well, I wish you guys lots of thank luck, you. and thank you so thank much you. for giving us the tools. No yeah, problem. And in all seriousness, anyone listening to this, really, um, you know, I, I recommend going to on the page for a class just um you know looking at the the great structure that's in the original coffee break screenwriter <laughs> and the book to come which i'm so excited for and i will we, make specific chapter requests uh in a few minutes we, but um, we, we actually which is pretty funny like we've been sharing a book for years and just in the past week we're like why are we always passing the book back and forth yeah, to so, each other? We're always like, give me the book when we're writing. It's dude, called The Book. I might still have a Barnes & Noble so we, I, we I got the other one. We just got the new one. Oh my God, I would have given you another no, book. No, we <laughs> want. We're very excited to we're not suggesting. It's, it's we're not suggesting us. that you're stingy. We're, we, we are, we just, we were like impatient. We were, we're impatient, so we bought it. I actually just looked over at the desk to see if there were any copies there and there are not. But I was like, That's no, it. I'm pretty sure they have the books. Yeah. So, oh my no, God. Two, we two just, people need two books. You're right. What was I thinking? No, it's it's our fault. We, <laughs> I think we liked the give me the book. We're writing. It feels I want the something. Book. Give me the book. Yeah, I love that. Take a picture of the beat up book. Makes we me will. happy. We totally will. Um, so, uh, is there a website that people should go to just to check oh. out more about the project or about your um, projects in general? There's no website yet, but I'm on Twitter and p- we'll post tweets. Cool. Say what your tw- yeah. What's, um, your, what's your handle? What is your handle? What is my handle? What is my handle? Thought, oh gosh, this is terrible. Do I not know my own handle? Uh, That's terrible. The my oh, Melissa Roush. I think Melissa? it's at. It's at something. At something. Yeah. This is terrible. You know what? You know, there's a up. verified next to it. So if unless it's I think it's at Melissa Roush. Sure is that it? I think it's at Melissa Roush. At Melissa Roush. Make sure it's verified. You want to be talking the right Melissa Roush. wrong. I think it's at Melissa Roush. All right. What about you, Winston? Yeah, oh, no. are you on Twitter? I, I, I use Melissa's because you know, <laughs> half a million followers versus whatever I could put together. Is, <laughs> she's going to win. <laughs> so yeah, I use hers. Awesome, awesome. Thanks again for being here, Pat. What about what about uh, how people can follow you when you don't have a cold? You can. Uh, I know. I coughed four times. I tried so hard it's not to. Right. Uh, it's all right. It's part at, of the authenticity at, of the show. Okay. I'm at Pat underscore Francis, and my podcast is at Rock Solid Show. Awesome. And uh, everybody remember to go to onthepage.tv and do what Winston says. Um, also, let's see. I've been talking about the, the London TV writing class for a long time. Well, it's finally upon us. And I actually have a website to give you instead of going, uh, you know, Google it. It's mm-hmm. July 11th and 12th. And the uh, website for it is writingtv.co.uk. So July 11th and 12th, writingtv.co.uk. I'll be there. It's a two-day intensive. Then the next day, July 13th, I'm going to be teaching a class called Writing the Female-Driven Screenplay, a.k.a. Beyond the Chick Flick. And uh, that is through Screen Training Ireland. I'll be in Dublin teaching that one. So go to Screen Training Ireland. If the class hasn't been posted yet, bother them and tell them 
I want to know about this class because uh, as of right now, it's not there, but it will be. And um, I want to go to both yeah, those classes for the too. location alone. I know. We're that lucky. That is fantastic. We're that lucky. awesome. You know, but we don't get to stroll in Rome and then like, you know, Sundance calls <laughs> us. So it's kind of different. Although we are strolling in Rome. We're we going to go to Rome. Rome. Let's pretend like we got the call. Let's do that. We'll high five and run around and, and, and act cool. douchey. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Either Very way, douchey. we will be acting douchey. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's, that all, that's our driven, default mode. That female driven screenplay class sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. I teach it about once a year. Um, you know, I, I teach it privately for the cast of the Big Bang Theory. All right. I'm, just saying, yeah. I'm signing up. That sounds great. <laughs> okay, thanks again, you guys. I know you have Thank work you. to do. And Pat, I'm going to let you go off and get our youngest yeah. from camp. And I'll get a vitamin B12 shot. Yeah, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. We, we all better. should at home. And everybody out there, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Ryan, for taking pictures. Thank you for thank our, you. our new Ryan. Ryan, what's your last name again? Nettie. Right, Nettie? Nettie. It's uh, Ryan Nettie. I think you said Nanny. Nanny. Okay. All right. It's it's uh it's it, we're just gonna say new Ryan. <laughs> Thanks, new Ryan. Thanks, new Ryan. <laughs> Ryan for being and here and taking pictures. Thanks everybody out there and have a good writing week. <laughs>